Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Serving While Being Served. I am the host with the most, and this is Nurse Monroe checking in. And I am so gracefully honored that you are joining me here for another episode of Serving While Being Served. Yes, the Lord put a word on my heart, and I'm so grateful for it. And before we get this party started, you know, I love to do some checking in. I am 32 weeks pregnant with my wonderful son. Woo! Yes, Lord, I am currently living in a answer prayer. And I'm always going to give you that testimony. Always going to let you know that God is in the neighborhood and he is, is he's delivering blessings because that's truly what he's doing. Okay. And if you have not, and if you would like to please join um, my Instagram family at nurse underscore Monroe. Um, if you have been, you know, this has been a wonderful, glorious journey of strength and learning to get to this point of, of being pregnant. My son is kicking me right now. So he's probably excited that we are in the room and we are getting ready to deliver a message. Uh, yes. Uh, now I, I'm, I'm so obsessed this. I had so many titles for this one guys, but I, I just thought this title would just, just do what we're, what we're getting ready to talk to talk about. So the title for this one is you ready? Rip me out the plastic. God has made me brand new. Okay. One more time for the saints in the back. Rip me out the plastic. Lord, you getting ready to do something new or brand new. I can feel it. I can feel it, Lord. And before we get ready to deliver this wonderful word, we are going to say a prayer. Father God, I pray that you work it out. You deliver this word to whoever needs it, wherever they are, Lord, that you let them know that you are there. You are constantly with them. You have never left them. And if they feel disconnected, reconnect with them, Father Lord. Father God, Lord, let them know that in this season of transition, you are doing a great and a new thing in them and they should not fear, but they should embrace it because anything that you do that's new, we know that it's guaranteed to be great. In Jesus' name, we we pray. Amen. So, um, we're going to do, so just, just to get ready to get into this word. So, um, prior to, I'll say, I found out initially that I was pregnant, um, the second week of November. Um, I found that out. And prior to that, I will say two weeks prior to that, um, you know, I mean, I was feeling normal. Things were great. I was, you know, a little bit, a little part of me in my brain was like, I think I could be pregnant. Because of course, you know, me and my husband, we were trying, we were, we were going to, we, we had kind of surrendered the whole situation. We've been trying ever since my loss that I had, um, the prior summer before, this is my rainbow baby that I'm pregnant with. So we had surrendered the whole situation and said, God, we're going to meet you where you need to meet us, where we want you to meet us at. We're going to just meet together. We're not going to keep fighting over this. We're going to figure this out. We're going to let you figure this out, but we're going to figure it out on our end. And when it's your will and it's your way, we ready for it. So I kind of had some suspicions that I was pregnant. Um, but prior to the actual test being positive, I'll say two weeks prior to that, um, maybe the second week of October, um, I had a dream. So I'm going to share, um, a snippet of my journal. I journaled this May, um, the second of this year at two o'clock in the morning. This is when everything kind of all came together. So the title of it is A New Thing in You, The Unplanned Funeral. A week, maybe two before I found that I was pregnant, I had a dream where I felt the feeling of death around me. I awoke in a panic, okay? I think I may have had a small anxiety attack. I got out of bed with my husband and went to the kitchen for something to drink. I was frightened, 
Okay. I thought the dream symbolized death of someone I love approaching or around me, but truly it was death of the old me. One more time, Father God, because that is we need to highlight bold and to test free that. It was the death of the old me. My pregnancy would be the start of a new life, okay? Um, I would be made new in God, new as a mother, and was getting ready to do, and God was getting ready to do a new thing in me. The dream was not a warning like I thought, but more so get prepared. I have noticed that my increased anxiety, okay, is me mourning my old spiritual self. The devil continues to attack my mind, but I continue to reassure and remind myself that God is getting ready and is truly doing a new thing in you, Okay, embrace it. Okay, and then I put one of my favorite scriptures that I love to read to reassure me Isaiah 43 19. And we're going to read that for I am about to do something new. See, I, I have already begun. Okay, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Isaiah. Okay. All right. Take that to that. Isaiah always makes sure. 4319, one of my favorites. So I say this to, I, I read that because I wanted you to understand that May the 2nd is when I finally truly understood what that dream meant. Okay. I have put that dream in the back of my mind because. I told you I was, I was afraid. It was fear that was linked to that, that dream. And that's what the devil would do. The devil loves fear is one of his a favorite war warfare, his, his favorite weapons. He loves to use it. He uses it in all ways and all entities. He he'll use it in the people around you. He'll use it with you. Okay. And when I say the people around it, he'll have people speaking fear over your plans. He'll have people speaking fear over a situation. You may not even be so fearful. You may be in a great place growing your faith in God. And then somebody will come through with a word. Oh girl, I don't even know about that. That's looking a little, I don't know if you could do that. What, how you going to do that? How that's going to happen? Where that money going to come from? And then that pulls you back into a place of fear. And once once again, boom, the devil is feeling as if he's where he's one and he's celebrating. So don't let fear in any shape or entity push you away from truly getting this blessing that God is getting ready to bestow upon you. Truly him making you new, him working things out. You have to fight through the fear. Okay. And, and you have to attack it with faith. You have to push through this. You can't turn away from this. I feel like it's a lot of people out there that are turning away from God, doing something new in them. You're still pulling, um, you know, with, with, with both sides, you're still trying to, you know, keep your worldly, you know, your wilderness fleshy side. And then you're trying to get your spiritual side together and you have to pick sides. God is God is is the pick inside God. I know most people don't understand that, and you've heard that several times when you went to church. I'm sure evangelists, priesters, everybody has told you that God is truly about either it's gonna be over here, okay, or it's gonna be over there. It's no you can't you can't you know it, you know slide on on both sides of the fence. You have to decide which side you're gonna be on, and. When God is getting ready to do this work in you, it's going to bring some fear. You're going to feel scared because first of all, it doesn't feel real familiar and, and comfortable. whenever we're out of our comfortable environment, we already, I know me, I go into like survival anxiety attack, uh, what's going on and let me get control of this situation more. And throughout my pregnancy, I've had to surrender so much of that. Me thinking I'm in control because you don't have control of anything when you're pregnant, like 
You may think you have control, but you don't, you know, you don't have you, all you're doing is being a vessel for the blessing that God has bestowed in, in, in you. All you're doing is try to eat correctly, take care of yourself the best you can. But when it really comes down to it, God is in control of all of that. So that was the beginning of him making, you know, him making me brand new. That was the beginning of him pulling the cloth of, you know, of control and anxiety and fear over from off my eyes and saying, look, this is a new life. This is a new world that you have to live in. And it was preparation for me to be a parent because there's going to be so many times when my child gets here I'm not a million times most of the time I'm not going to be able to control I can't control everything he can't be around me of you know a thousand times as he grows he's going to go out into the world and the only thing I'm going to have and to rely on is God's faith and his favor and him being covered by the blood and me praying and me just just praying <laughs> that's it me just praying so I tell you this you know embrace that he's trying to do something new in you. Acknowledge. I think acknowledgement is the first thing that you have to do. I want you to acknowledge that he's trying to do something new. If you constantly keep spinning the drain and keep going around in circles and circles and God keep bringing you the same lesson over and over again, he's trying to take you out of that and make you new. So it's time for you to stop, drop, and just listen. It's trying for you to be still and really ask him to show you what he's trying to do. Some people constantly go throughout their life doing the same repetitive foolishness over and over again. You have friends and family that literally for like 15, 20 years, they've been doing the same thing. You even make comments, you, you know, it, it, and even though those are favorable comments to make, you even say, you know, he had been over there doing that same foolishness. He ain't really changed. That's my expectations for him. And that's because God has probably been trying to bring that person out so many times and they just ignored it. And they just been like, well, this is comfortable. This is what I need to do. Or they're not spiritually aware of how God works, or they're not even forthcoming to even figure out how God works. So it's kind of like, they just stuck you know they're stuck like like they were saying in the words you stuck in the wilderness like you have no idea what's going on you 30 years just walking around just and it's so crazy because everything they talk about in the bible you can relate to real life you know and you you you'll see people that literally have been walking around in the wilderness for 30 years just just trying to figure thinking they figuring stuff out thinking they getting one foot in and they turn around and they right back to the beginning they right back to where they started don't be that person baby do not be that person. Embrace what God is getting ready to do, to do for you and in you. You know, ask him how this process can be more easy. What does he need from you? And a lot of times it's just for you to surrender. And surrendering is like a word that really, I think people kind of misconstrue it. They kind of, uh, like, it's different for everybody. Everybody got a definition for surrender. Um, and, and, and I think when you get to say surrendering, the controlling people, it's like, I, I don't know about that. It even, it's even been a challenge for me. Just, you know, just being still in God's grace and his word, just letting him work, not trying to do stuff in the back end, not trying to go ahead of God. I talk about this all the time. You cannot go ahead. You can't pull God you know, behind you, God is going to pull you ahead. You can't be like, all right, God, I'm going to go up a couple more miles and just check out the scene and make sure it's good. That's not how it works. You know, God has already intricately placed everything and narrated everything in your life for you. You just need to enjoy the ride with him and surrender to him and keep your eyes on him. So I think that's a really important point, but I think especially for black women, especially for us, it's hard for us 
to um, come out of survival mode and really realize that God is, is trying to do something new in us and he's trying to soften us. That's the whole objective of the soft girl era. I think it kind of got like um, sidetracked because y'all know y'all love to add like all this extra stuff in there and all of this. But really it's being having your softness in God. It's truly embracing who he is and letting him do a new thing in you. He's the only one that can truly soften you spiritually. Because once you start walking in your faith and who he made you and your purpose, that's when you truly become become softer and softer meaning that's when you start to really start ignoring the negativity not you know you talk a different way you curse less you know you just try to embrace this glorious happiness sunshine and people notice it and they ask you oh well what's going on well, you know God is doing a new thing in me he's working in me and that's when you'll give them the testimony and that's how other people will get on the bandwagon but it doesn't come from all of this other things that we think the materialistic items and all of this other type of stuff sure that's great we love that woo we love it we love a good bag we love a good shoe we love a good we love a good luxury car but that is not what God is going to do in you when he's going to soften you when he's going to do something new in you it's going to all be about your spirit your thinking just overall who you are here and just accepting what your purpose is and being able to shine God's light through you that's what it's all about so don't be afraid don't let fear don't let the devil come in and and, and bring that fear in and you keep walking around in the wilderness for 30 years and he does not rip you out the plastic and he does not make you brand new because you constantly keep going back to point a because of the comfort ability in it and you just don't want to accept that you have to change a lot of y'all are in denial oh <laughs> the denial spirit Woo! that's when you got to reboot a lot of y'all kind of i don't know like y'all be thinking like oh it's not me and it's you it is you it is you um you have parts in it like you you it's just not everyone the victim thing the whole oh my god that it's always me they always coming for me no sis if you wasn't over there involved in them shenanigans, they wouldn't even be able to come for you. If you wasn't over there on that side of town, you wouldn't even know about that. If you wasn't dealing with them type of people, you wouldn't even have that type of vibe or energy. So, no, it's not just, oh, my God, they're coming for me. It's, that's not what it is. It's because you're involving yourself in that foolishness. So you have to start taking some accountability. Accountability is a big thing that we are not accepting in the black culture, especially black women. We do not accept, a lot of us do not accept accountability. We just be like, oh, it's not my fault. Well, he not taking care of his son. Well, he wasn't taking care of the other two. So that was God showing you kind of how he operates. And then you went around and had your three and now you expect him to come take care of your three and he didn't take care of your other two. The math isn't mathing. We got to start using our brains. We got to start using our critical thinking skills. Those are something, that's something I'm, I'm going to teach my child. That's something I already had. But as a nurse, when I was in my profession, that's something that God, you know, really poured more into me. Critical thinking is important. Let's start using it in everyday things. Okay. So understand it's not always the attack is not always, oh, they're attacking me. You were involved in the attack. You put yourself in that war zone. So the attack can even happen. So take some accountability. Okay. Realize, you know what? I have to change the way I think and where I'm at and how I'm operating. Okay. How I'm making my money. You know, am I, am I out here in the streets? The streets don't love nobody. My mom used to always tell me the streets don't love you. You think the streets love you because we are in this generation where it's, I like to be outside in the streets, but the streets don't love nobody. The streets have caused more harm and damage and grief and loss to the black community than anything ever has. So don't, don't get so caught up in being in these streets and you turn around and you 60 years old and you an old fool and you used to be a young fool. Cause ain't nothing worse. Ain't nothing worse than an old fool. And I got some stories that I can tell you about that, but this ain't the time. But like I said, 
realize that the accountability take the account, uh, accountability and that's the number and, and once you take accountability things just start opening up that's when you just your eyeballs just just get big and you be like well wait a minute it was me wait a minute I could be here wait God I could be working this way wait I could be this type of person let me figure this out let me get this party started and that's what things really start to happen but you have to it you have to accept that it could be you a little bit mama I'm sorry me I, I me sorry I have to blame it to you like that but it is but the accountability after you take the accountability your eyes start opening but then you have to also understand it's going to be some spiritual warfare there's never a time when things are getting ready to go that you know the enemy is not going to try to fight against him he's always going to try to fight against them that's what he does that's on the only talent that he has expected to happen okay so that's when the battle is really not going to be yours but the lord's okay that's when things are going to start getting a little hairy because now you have jumped into accepting accountability and growth and you want this brand new you and the the enemy is like well i don't want you to be brand new because that's not that's going to get you closer to your purpose. That's going to get you living this carefree, you know, th this life, this life of abundance that God promised you. So no, 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 no. Let me stop it. Boom. Let me bring fear in. Let me bring in some familiar things that you're used to. Let me bring back that man that's raggedy that kind of keep you in the wilderness. Let me let him pop up. Ooh, look, he's out of jail. He calling your phone. He talking to you. Look how that works. It's just crazy. So now that you've decided you're going to accept this, you're reading your word more, you're listening to the word, you're going to church, you're watching church, you're speaking better to your kids, you're speaking better, you're just letting things kind of ride, you're not engaging in foolishness, you're less in the streets. This is when the enemy really is going to start bringing out all everything he got, okay? Anything he got on you, any area that's weak, he's going to feed on that. So if you are someone that is not strong in who you are as a woman, if you are not you don't feel you look the best if your self-esteem is low that's when he's gonna eat at that if you feel like you know your if your finances were a certain way and now they're kind of changing you have to give up a certain lifestyle that's where he's gonna eat at that so just understand what he's doing and continue to pray against that and understand god is doing something bigger and God's promise is always going to be something bigger. And God's promise comes with peace. See, the enemy orchestrates foolishness, lies, and deceit. So even if you are living this great life, also remember that the enemy likes to reward his people too. So kind of figure that out. You know, figure out what's going on. Like, is this a reward from the enemy? Should I be doing this? You know, it's a lot of discussions you have to have. But that's when you have to spend that personal time with God. That's when it's good to start journaling. Okay, start writing some stuff down, writing down your feelings, writing down some areas you want to change so you can reference back to them. I love to reference back to where I was the same time a year ago. New things I'm starting to do that I like to share when I'm reading my Bible. It's a certain verse or it's a certain devotional that I like that had moved me and changed me. I dated and I time it. So if I need to reference back to that point, like if I feel like I'm slipping and, and, and falling, I can't get up my DMX voice. I like to go back today and remember where I was and how that devotional or that scripture changed me. So that's why I, I guarantee that that writing down, getting you a nice journal that you keep um, is going to help you in this situation. But just, you know, this is when you really kind of got to, this is when your, your work starts. This is when you start, you know, just being more there purposely for God. And this is when, you know, he's going to start gracefully breaking you. And I love that song because it's the truth. He's never going to break you to a point where you feel like, oh my God, I'm down and out. I can't move. He's going to gracefully break you. It's going to be with his grace and his mercy, and it's never going to be too much. So, you know, you write it down, you're reading the word, 
you you know you you starting to embrace being brand new and you starting to see the change and now i want you to remember remember that this is not an overnight thing because we are the microwave generation um, because things have been created in advance of technology for them to happen so fast for us. So this is going to be a process. Okay. I'm very much still in this process, baby. Don't you think I'm talking to you because I'm at the end of the process. No, this process is going to go on for a very long time. If not my entire life, just like learning never stops until you leave this earth in the flesh. So it's going to keep going. Okay, but what the objective is here is that you keep moving forward and you keep your eyes focused on God and you don't look back. That's the important thing. Okay, and if you do have a moment where you're feeling like you're looking back and you're feeling like you, you know, you could be backsliding or however you would like to reference it. I don't really like backsliding. It's just like, oh, Lord, Jesus, I'm back sitting and dinning again. But no, if you do have that moment, um, that's when you just have to put your refocus yourself on God. I'm constantly feeling like. You know, when life gets busy, because life gets busy, I constantly have um, a feeling where I'm like, oh, God, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm involving God enough. So then I'm fighting to involve God more, but he sees that and he makes it easier for me. So, you know, just continue to keep your focus on God. Um, start, po- start putting more spiritual reminders around yourself. That's why I always tell you to clean your timeline. If you, if you feel like you can't clean your timeline, just give social media a break, you know, so you can keep those spiritual reminders around you. If you don't have a Bible, go buy a Bible. I've been telling y'all that for forever. Why don't you have a Bible? What's really going on? You got everything over there, sis. Get you a Bible. If you don't have you a devotional, a devotional that works, get you one that works. Get you a Bible with a devotional in it. Um, Get you, you know, start making you a little playlist. Listen to you some gospel music on, you know, Apple Music and so on and so forth. You know, start going on YouTube. See, if you see a pastor, I on my timeline, now my timeline has... I got a couple of little slippery slope things on there I got to get rid of. But mostly it is me constantly being reiterated and reinforced on how God works. Me seeing devotionals, you know, things that just can familiarize myself with God. So if I am having my binge moment where I want to sit on, you know, Instagram where I am working on building my brand, I do get sidetracked. I do have those reminders um, and I do try to post those reminders on my story now so that, you know, when people are in a change and a transition like I am, they're constantly seeing the word and this brings them back to God. So, you know, you just got to work a little bit more harder doing this season of brand newness through this season of transition. You know, it's going to be some challenging moments. We don't, we, we don't try not to use the word hard, but challenging moments. But those are the moments that are going to build you and make you the best. And those are the moments that you are going to be so excited that you made it through. So don't look at it as, oh God, it's it's happening again or why I got to be like this or so on and so forth. But just look at it with a different eye and be grateful that God is even loving you enough to even change you. And understand this, when God get ready to change you, it's some blessings ahead, baby. God don't never prepare you for something and it ain't no greatness ahead. I noticed that whenever it's some foolishness that happened in my life, I can contest every time. Whenever I feel like stuff is all over the place, that's just God mixing it up for it to get ready to be great. It's some blessings on the floor and some major blessings. Like I know God has some major, he's already in the, uh, in the last couple of weeks, baby. He's already showed, you know, me since my birthday, my birthday was May the 6th. Um, you know, since then things have just been walking and moving and grooving. And I know he has more in store, 
But um, I just want you to know that, you know, if you are in that season of transition where you feel like everything is all over the place, just know that God is in the neighborhood and some blessings are getting ready to happen. And he's preparing you for those blessings. If you're not, a lot of times, you know, he'll give blessings to people. And I've witnessed that too. He'll give blessings to people and they're not spiritually ready for the blessings. And they are constantly, they've been constantly praying. Oh, I want this to happen. I want it to happen. And then when it happened, now they praying, oh God, you know, why did this happen? Now I'm not ready. Or, oh God, I feel like I'm losing it. Or, you know, and it's another lesson that comes out of it. So pray for preparation. Pray that you're ready, you know, in this season. That's why, you know, that's why I say be happy about being me being made brand new. Because he's preparing you for some brand new things to occur in your life. And he needs you to be ready for those. He knows that right now where you stand, you're not ready for that. If he gave it to you right now, you probably would destroy you or it would destroy you. So be grateful for that. Stay in a place of gratitude. Continue to always stay in the place of gratitude. I'm sitting in a place of gratitude even when stuff is, I'm in a storm, I'm still thankful. And I'm standing in the storm. You know, that's what I've learned. I'm still grateful that I'm still have a place to live in the storm. I have food in the storm. My family is here in the storm. My father is healthy. My mother is. There's so many little areas that you can stay in in gratitude, pockets of gratitude that can keep you and push you throughout the day and push you throughout this season of transition that there's no excuse kind of, you know, that's kind of how you got to look at it. Like I'm just not doing my due diligence. Like if I'm feeling sorry or I'm having a day, I'm just not doing my due diligence and let me switch this, this mindset and this thinking around immediately. Like, let me address this right now, not now, but right now. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at that place. I am. I, I, I know that God has made me new. I know that him making me new is getting me closer to, um, the dreams and my purpose and things he showed me for a very long time. I've always, everybody I've always encountered. And if you've ever met me in person, I've always told you like, I'm going to be great. I know God is going to make me to be some great. I know I'm going to work in a lot of women's lives. I know that I know that because of a tax that God put on me when I was younger. Um, you know, things that I went through, traumas I went through with women. I know that, that the reason, um, that the devil tried to, to, you know, to give me those attacks is because he wanted me to stare away from it. But now I'm here and I'm motivating and pushing and growing with, you know, in, in, in my tribe is women. And I would never have expected that, you know, so he will use the same things that the devil tried to use to harm you or hurt you to walk in your purpose and to make you better. So don't, just don't try to, don't stray things off. Don't X things off in your mind, you know? Don't say, oh, I'm not going to do that. And that's another part of accepting being brand new. He could take you anywhere and make you whoever he wants you to be. That's that. That's that surrender. So even if you say, oh, I'm not going to do that, you know? I never would have thought in the longest of days of sunny days of <laughs> dates of time that I would be going back to law school. Me going to school to be a lawyer at my age, um, and I'm not, I'm not even going to say my age because that's crazy. I want us to stop putting ages on things too because that's another way the enemy you use us and keeping us to be in our purpose. But I'll just say in my mindset because, baby, I have... I have I have tons of credentials. You know, I am I am degreed up so and licensed up. So for me to go back and this be another achievement um, and surrender to it and understand why I have to do it. See, now I'm mature enough to understand it's a part of my purpose and it has to be done. And when someone asks me, well, wh why are you going back to law school? I say, because I need to be able, when I get into those rooms, I need to be able to know the law of the Lord and the law of the, of the world. You know, I need to know both. 
so I can be able to get in there and really tell you about the law of God. So it's, it's sometimes you need to learn you need to learn in a certain season to prepare you for another season. You need to be prepared. You need you you can't go to them just with the flesh and be like, well, I'm here. No, you need to be able to hit them with everything. I can hit you with it from this angle and that angle. So don't ever, you know, think that, oh, well, he's making me new and he's taking you in this direction. And be like, well, wait a minute. This ain't the direction I was thinking we was gonna go in. No, no, no. This is this direction is gonna get you to where he to where he wants you to be, to the promise that he gave you. You know, remember the promise that God gave you. And that's another thing. Start praying and asking God to show you what the purpose is to just give you a tidbit of it give you a piece because if he just gives you a piece that's going to motivate you a whole lot more that's going to push you a whole lot more a lot of you have not been spiritually inclined enough to even let God show you just where he could take you you know just give you a little sample of the path him just to be like well this is where it could go you know if you hit in this direction and he'll give you that He'll give you that reassurance. He'll show you the way. He'll show you which way you're getting ready to go. And what he'll do is he'll instill that faith in you to believe that that's where you can go. So open up your mouth and ask. That's why I say it's good to get in your area to establish you somewhere where you can pray to get your Bible, to get your journal because you're going to need it. Excuse me. That's some things that you're going to need. That's your nephew in there. Like my heart burning gas has been crazy. And also now I have this pelvic pain that's like, wow, like, I feel like I'm just like, I'm not even, this isn't my, even my body anymore. Like I did, I started feeling like that in my third trimester. I feel like he's just taking over and he can take over as much as he want because, you know, he's blessed and highly favored anyway, but still, you know, it's, it's, it's doing his thing. It's doing, it. I, I will say I've had all, I've had a, ble- a very blessed pregnancy. I stay, I stand in gratitude for that. I'm going to have a blessed pregnancy, a blessed labor. I have for what I expected and what the world tells you when you get pregnant, when you are oh a little older than, than to be expected, I have done great. I have still been able to move and groove and all those things. So I stand in a place of gratitude to that. My son's kicking me now, so he's excited about that. But like I said, don't be afraid of this newness that God is getting ready to making you. Um, don't be afraid of the fear that's going to come with it. Channel that fear with faith. Push that fear out and put the faith in there. Be loud and vocal with God. Talk to him as much as you can. You could talk to God whenever. You could turn the radio off and just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and he's listening. Wherever you are, God will meet you. He will never say, I can't meet you there. Okay. He will meet you in the club. He will meet you wherever. I have told you, and I think I've said this in some of my episodes before I've been in the club and been praying. And I, you know, that's when I knew that God was really working in me because like before I would like, I wouldn't pray at the club. I wouldn't play if I was listening to rap or secondary music. I wouldn't pray if I was doing some foolishness. I would just kind of be like, <laughs> you know, watch me, God. I'm not even supposed to be doing this. But, um, you know, pray wherever. Pray, you know, pray at those points because he'll meet you there. He doesn't have an issue meeting you there. You the one that don't want to meet there. He'll meet you there, you know. But know that it's going to take some work. And I'm praying for you and I love you. I'm so grateful that you are letting him do a new thing in you. Um, And I look forward to seeing this new thing in you. And I want you to always share, share this world, this word. Um, And, you know, be there, you know, grab you some spiritual sisters and you guys talk about it. I think that once we, I think an issue with our, with our community and then we're going to go. I think an issue is that we are not, we are not grouping up spiritually. We're grouping up on foolishness. We need to start grouping up spiritually. We need to start spiritually praying, Bible studying, you know, just talk, even just talking, even just having a conversation about God, even just bringing God up. 
You know, even just acknowledging him, you know, over dinner and girls nights, even just saying a small prayer before we break, you know, you know, all five of us met for dinner. We pray before we leave, you know, even just sending a Bible scripture, even just, you know, it's, it's just the small things. And I think we're not doing them and we have to start doing those things. You know, we have to make that a conversation, God, a conversation piece, because like he's the ultimate conversation piece. I mean, like the the gossip should like we should have been start talking about that, because I mean, what is we really talking about? Because everybody going through something. That's what I. I be telling people like if we're gonna sit here and gossip about people let's put our all our problems on the floor boo, because we all got something we can gossip about we all fighting a battle that don't nobody know about and everybody especially now who child so it's not this this shouldn't be a gossip time it should be a talking you know motivating pushing and propelling type of conversations what we gonna do how we gonna make it through it pray for me so on and so forth so you know i love you to the moon and back i love you to the moon and back and god loves you to the moon and back and i'm so grateful that you joined me for another episode Woo, we're Woo. and like i say make sure if you need to you can reference back to isaiah 43 19 god is getting ready to do a new thing in you expect it accept it glorified um you know work through it and and i look forward to you joining me for another wonderful episode of Serving While Being Served. Woo! I love you and God loves you. And have an awesome day, week, night, morning, year, uh, whatever it is. Have an awesome one. Okay? Love you. Bye.